Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run them out. No, I don't want to be hungry now. We got an early start. Yeah, amazing. I mean, early, early ish, early ish. Well, makeup for last week, five days later. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, even on Friday, we did it, and we were supposed to start at ten. We started like ten twenty or something. Yeah. So today's we're working on I'm pulling all the all the numbers from all the quarterfinalists. If, if we actually get consistent, it's a lot like CrossFit. If you get consistent, you'll get results. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any. We don't have an audience because we're never consistent. We just, but we put it out there. But uh, surprisingly, more people hear it than I thought. But actually, what I'm getting is I'm getting like an anecdotal observations um, from members and others that listen to it and then make comments back to me. Yeah. Jack, Coach Jackson said to me two days ago, he said, Hey, one of my PT clients came up to me and said, Hey, so I heard you got everybody sick in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, which was, there was kind of a, 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 a backhanded compliment or a backhanded insult. I wasn't yeah. sure which one it was. Yeah. Because it's a compliment that, hey, there's people listening to this podcast, members that I wouldn't think would be listening to it. A PT client at Jackson's listened to it. And Jackson was commenting on it, but it's like when somebody comments via, um, facebook it just shows up as the facebook yeah user, which he, so which like, he, that's what he liked too yeah. by the way he likes the ability he said he <laughs> likes that. to fly in under the radar but the other part of it was that was a signal to me was hey watch what you're saying on your podcast because people are actually listening to your podcast <laughs> yeah but that's what makes it fun and it's when it's a you know now that we have a small audience or a, you know more i'm going to say i'll use a good marketing adjective now that we have a more intimate audience it's uh it's enjoyable to do this podcast because I'm really don't want to worry about the things that we say. I wanted to people to get the kind of firsthand experience of what it's like from a head coach programmers perspective and an owner's perspective on CrossFit affiliate business. And then the things that we think about with respect to our members and our communities and then other affiliates as well. Yeah. Which brings us to the first topic we were, we, you and I talked about, uh, ahead of time talking about was the quarterfinals that are coming up we really didn't want to get too deep into the quarterfinals this weekend coming up uh, the quarterfinals begin workouts will be announced on thursday at noon somewhere well they, yeah they announce all yeah. the workouts and then you but you have to Do they submit announce scores. all the workouts yeah, they announce at all, once okay. you, you typically they announce all the workouts at once but you have to complete them or submit the results submit by them. a certain time frame. Yeah, a certain time frame. So yeah. it's the semifinals when they release like two, and then there's another two. Correct. Okay. I, I got the two of them mixed up because I was thinking like, okay, well, they'll release the first like day of, of stuff. And they really, I believe, I remember they release all four, but you, which allows you the opportunity to say, for example, if it's a strength test for the last workout, you could do the strength test you on the first, first day. Yeah. But then you risk because you have two workouts that you still have to submit yeah. by the end of the day on. I think it's the it's by it's like oh, noon. No, it's noon on Saturday. So you have from okay from noon on Thursday until noon on Saturday to okay, complete so the you, first two. So you get a whole forty eight hours then, and then you have to complete the last two or submit the last two by noon on Sunday, or maybe five p.m. on Sunday. So time Sunday. management is a big factor. Yeah, time management is a big factor, which brings us to the what I wanted to talk about uh, that with. Uh, that I brought up to Jamie Lee that I wanted to talk about that I thought might be valuable for people to understand, for our community to understand and for other affiliates to understand or maybe uh, run it. We have 26 athletes that have moved through to the next level. Some have moved through moved through to both levels. I think four mm. four athletes have moved through yeah. next to doing to both, both the individual and the, and the age group. Right. But um, so this weekend is the quarterfinals in two weeks, two, uh, two more weeks after that. We have the team and age group. Right. The team workout starts on Wednesday. Wednesday, and they're done by Friday. Friday. Yeah, the 31st. And then we start on Thursday afternoon. Friday. Or we start on Friday. On the 31st. Yeah. yeah. So it's this, you guys get this, the, your first batch of workouts, I guess, as the team is initiating right. theirs. And then we finish up on, uh, I think, Sunday, maybe Monday. Mm -hmm. It's Sunday. It's, it's the Sunday. second. Yeah. yeah. So it's 31st to the second. 
So there's an overlap. So there's an overlap on that one. That's going to be a chaotic week. It's kind of, it's going to be a rough week. I mean, you think about it, like from the team perspective, I I don't quite understand why they decided to put it in the middle of the week. Cause it's hard for teams to get the group together. Right. Right. Unless that's part of the test is like, how well do you guys train together? Well, he, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like Wednesday. Okay. If you have a day job and you can't make it in here to, you know, work out and do your events with your team, it's, it, logistically challenging right i suspect it had something to do with the workouts being the same or something I don't, you think I don't so know. i don't know I don't last know. year was really good because they had a good separation because the first year that we had this this quarterfinal semifinal format um that was when it was I, I, literally identical to, to the same be honest workouts. with you know, knowing justin berg and adrian they're both very detailed and very organized mm-hmm. individuals I know there's a reason. Yeah. And I suspect that reason might be a um, just a working backwards thing, meaning mm-hmm. we have the games on this date. We need to know who those games athletes are by this date. Mm-hmm. So that's when the last regional has to happen. Or yeah. the last I'm semifinal. Sorry, semifinal has it re- to is a, it's a regional. Right. But okay. <laughs> so that's when the last semifinal has to happen. Okay. So then we need to have all of the semifinal candidates known by this date. Yeah. We also have to have the teams known by this date, and and so I think that's I think that's what I think that's probably why it's ended up where it is. I mean, I think in a perfect world, it would the team would have their own weekend. I, I mean, we have we have the individuals, and there's a week off, right? And then it goes to team midweek, and then master or age group in that weekend. So it's like that week off could have been the team event. Correct. I think what they want people. If, my here's my question, and someone that uh, maybe is listening that read the rule book knows, you can do individuals and you can do the team competition. You can. You can. Okay. Yes, but I thought this was a lot more like you had to commit to one n- or the other. N- not until I think you can't. Um, I don't think you have to commit. I don't think registering for it and do it. So, for example, Jackson, that's on. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to be on the team. He could do the individual qualifications this weekend if he wanted. Mm-hmm. Then, if he was, if he makes it, he has to select. Oh, okay. So if you um, move on to the semis, you have to. You have to commit. commit. You can't go back to the team. That's okay. right. You I can't go back saying. to the team. You can, and your score can't count. Won't count. For yeah. The team. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think what they wanted to do because last year they didn't. They didn't spread it out, yeah. and it was hard for those guys to go from the individual workout yeah. into the team workout. So I think that what they're doing is they essentially just giving them a week to mm. get their re- shit together re- and figure it out and still meet their timeline. Anyway, on to the quarterfinals and how you set up in your affiliate. Uh, one of the things that we do, and I already have already spoken to Jackson about this, is we we basically create a captain for – not a captain, but a manager, a quarterfinals manager. Mm-hmm. Somebody that is organized, has the, all the skill sets to keep people on track, has communication skills, um, because those workouts have to go down and scores have to be submitted. Uh, videos have to be done and they have to, everything has to be done correctly. Ta- lines have to be taped. Camera angles are fixed. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. It is, it is a, it's a big deal. It's a cluster. Yeah. And if it's not organized and you have every athlete doing it differently at different times, it becomes just a mess. Yeah. If you have them doing it together, it's a little better, but it's still very difficult because everybody has to start their cameras at the same time. And yeah. those cameras have to be in line with the, with the clock that the gym might be using. The clock has to be in a specific area too, based to off of the floor area. plan. Yeah. Oh boy. The whole thing is, is challenging. And we have, we'll probably have, say 15 athletes that are going to do the quarterfinals same time with that weekend they all go oh you mean you mean for the individual this upcoming weekend yeah, yeah. i thought you were talking where about where like, you? I thought you were talking <laughs> about like all of the group i was like well there's like 26 people but no there, there's this masters particular some masters in there yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i got you i got you i follow i follow okay so the i've been up since 4 a.m yeah that's true <laughs> and that's 3 a.m in California, because we yeah. know California doesn't switch. That's a whole other topic. We yeah. <laughs> the, but the so we'll have fifteen-ish athletes mm-hmm. that'll be doing it, and we want to make sure that those fifteen athletes are together when they do it. Yeah, 
ideally it's the best it's the best experience right best way to push each other the 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 good thing about it is there's little to no redos yeah maybe the strength test will be redone that's it there's the way adrian and castro in the past have designed these workouts there's you doing them could be detrimental to your performance in any one of the workouts i mean remember the one with the ghc setups and the pistols and oh, rope climbs good like Lord, dude. You, you like you had to strategically place that right and the athletes that's the one i think that really kind of determined where the teams went this year yeah because those poor guys had to do it in the individual and then they had to come back and do a very similar yeah. workout for the teams it, it was, was the same workout they basically were, they were blowed up yeah but anyway do. so an easiest way to do it is get a coach or a member that is, you know, has wedding planner experience, <laughs> event planning experience <laughs> yeah, to coordinate and, and, and lead the effort. And then you as an affiliate owner, you got to be part of the process. Yeah. You need to like, I mean, I'm going to be here in a supervisory role. Yeah. You can't just sit, phone it in. No, it's like herding cats. They're all nervous. They're scared. They're, you know, they want to, they want their best performance possible. They want all their right pull up bars and their rings yeah. and their position on the floor. And they want to, all of those things have to be in place. And then you have to have very good judges. Mm-hmm. You don't want shit judging. No, you have to have clean judges. No things we're thinking about too. Um, the lower half of our gym in the main gym area is painted black. And that's, you know, according to Andrew Hiller, that's a no, no. Yeah. For us, it's all about aesthetics. Like you paint the lower, the lower four feet of your gym black, and then you don't worry about bumper planes bumping in the wall. You get less scuffs. It's black's just a great color for the lowest four. It looks good for the four lowest four feet of the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Ties into the flooring. But that means that athletes, when they come in and work out, especially for quarterfinals, they have to wear light colored clothing. Yeah. Cause you can't see their, their squat depth. So yeah. those are things that we think about. Uh, in this process and i think all affiliate owners should think about it. you don't want to be the gym that has the athlete that you know is showing up on one of hiller's reels <laughs> christ almighty <laughs> yeah, that's not what you want <laughs> you know if nothing else that's what hiller's done is he's got us all we're all just scared well it's brought more attention to the fact that there's standards and you should be following that yeah you should as we should always to... have been, but he's just bringing more attention to those that aren't. Yeah, did you see the Noah Olsen one with the double unders? No, I didn't. Yeah, so, so. God, what is it? What it's so good. So he, he and the comments are very forgiving yeah. for, of Noah, of right? Noah. Okay. It's it's because it's, it's not that big a deal, but it is a big deal in terms of like standards. Every single and he so he puts a counter on Noah's double unders. Oh no! Oh yeah, was it the judge just couldn't <laughs> count or what? He just he puts a counter of the counts of a big number one, two, three, four. And you go all the way through, and he <laughs> the thing goes all the way through every single round. Forty nine double unders. No. Oh yeah, his fiftieth <laughs> one is when he his fiftieth one comes around and he stomps on it. That's his last one, <laughs> but it doesn't go all the way through. <laughs> it is so good i always target like 51 I, I haven't seen if noah commented or not he's not gonna no it's not gonna be pissed it's yeah. just one of those things that i mean being the open you're moving on mm-hmm. to the quarterfinals this is where your your, yeah. your your videos are going to be very scrutinized right they are going to be scrutinized you don't want to show up on one of hiller's videos no it's nothing something went wrong and by the way case. if anybody has criticism of andrew hiller it, it, by all means he like he puts stuff out there. He uses the he he uses uh, sensationalism and headlines to get views on his YouTube, and he would admit it outright. Mm-hmm. Um, but his he is I've met him in person. I met him at the games and talked to him for quite a while. He is a super nice guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, comes and really is coming at it from uh, from a good place. He just mm-hmm. wants to improve the the quality of movement within CrossFit and the quality of uh, the, and of the adhere, standards. adherence to standards. Yeah. And, and we all need it. It's important. It's like, super important to, to make this quantifiable. Like if you're right. not maintaining a specific standard, then what's the point? What are you doing? Right. It is the thing that our competitors will use to undermine us. Mm-hmm. So figuring out a way to, to game it. It's like, right. no, just follow and if you, rules. And if you take Hiller, it is worth, look, he's a guy out there pointing it out. We don't want to be in his videos, but it's just a guy doing, yeah. doing Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. He's not, it's not the end of the world if you end up on a Hiller video. <laughs> um, 
Let's get a little extra publicity. Right. So so that's quarterfinal setup. So just make sure it's organized. Make sure your video cameras review uh, affiliate owners. Please review the, the, standards the standards for all of the workouts. Know them and have your athletes do it too. It's their obligation. They're going to do take the time to yeah. just spend their 50 bucks. They need to know it too. Yeah. And then assign someone to do it that's organized. And we've got that person picked out. He knows who he is, but he hasn't responded to my email yet. Chad. <laughs> um next year uh well anyway uh, just going into that um in the quarterfinals i wanted to point out one thing that we missed friday we we missed two people we missed two people and very sorry for that and they're a good transition into the next subject because um a lot of people are thinking about what they want what they should be doing next year to get Mm in and we look at sometimes we look at people that and there's we do it i do it We, we look around and we go wait a minute they got in how did they get in? I I beat them in class. I, I work harder than they do. But they're in and you're not. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and get your insight into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, though, let's give a shout out to Nicole Rogers, who's our master's athlete. She's in the 50 to 54 category. And yeah. she's been with us over 10 years at Diablo. And I, in these last couple of years, she... she has worked really hard. She comes to the Masters RX Plus class on Sundays. She's quiet. She grinds. I, I talked to her briefly um, yesterday at the Masters class, and I congratulated her. She's like, thank you, but I, I feel like an imposter. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you, you did the open workouts, right? Yeah. You, did you get judged? Yeah. Did you beat everybody else to make it in that top 10%? Yeah. Okay, well, that's not an imposter. That means you did it. Right. <laughs> Good job. Congratulations. She's so humble. I text. Well, we left her out of the broadcast. And, yeah. and uh, Kim Highland had remarked to me afterwards, because I think Nicole made it. Yeah. Are you, are you sure? And she sent, us a, she sent us an email saying, yeah. yeah, based on my numbers. And so then I texted Nicole Rogers, said, hey. Where, can you open up your app and, and see where, and see where you see where yeah. you play so that because the word is you made it she goes i don't have the app <laughs> and I, didn't, I never looked on the leaderboard she's gonna find out when she gets the she's, email you just love that about it's so like, great it is it's just it's awesome yeah so i did the work myself and found out in fact she did qualify fairly yeah. fairly comfortably she qualified and we apologize for leaving her out. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk. I want to talk about her and what she did in a, in a moment. The other one is Aaron. Aaron Such. Aaron Such. And Aaron is an AM or early AM or with kids. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and really the only time she has for CrossFit is early in the morning before her day gets started because yeah. she wants to be out with her kids. But a couple of people have remarked to me. Oh, who, and you know who remarked about it is uh, Ed Cox yesterday because he was mm-hmm. in my Master's Rx Plus class. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, in class, she has just been killing it in class. Yeah. And I think everybody's yeah. kind of noticed her moving up on the sugar, oh, for on the sure. sugar, sugar wide leaderboard over the last three, four, She's five months. A crazy capacity. Crazy work capacity. Yeah. And she comes to class consistently. Yes. She does not. She's not doing anything extra. No, she's hundred percent class fit. Uh, and I don't know if she comes on weekends. I'd have to look at a record. But I think she comes in occasionally on the weekends. Yeah, occasionally. She, on the I weekends. would say like just from when I see her in here, she's probably in here like the three on one off one. Right. And she gets competitive. She has friendly competition with other members in class. Mm-hmm. Like, like Erica Havanas pushes yep. her. Christy too. Christy does. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Nicole Rosen, Nikki Rosenberg pushes mm-hmm. her too. So there's like, she has that friendly competition class, but she really pushes hard in class. And then as we got into the open, she indicated that she was really wanted to do better. And she repeated, she did repeat. Yeah. She repeated the yeah. muscle up workout and the last one. And she made improvement on the last yeah, one. Cause she said that the first one, um, I guess she didn't get any of the snatches. Right. Um, and then the second one I talked to her before she went and repeated, I said, you know, like, why don't you just bridge the gap, you know, instead of going, cause that 95 pound barbell was a, a heavy weight for her. Right. Um, and going from that 65 to 95, you know, have a bar loaded and load, load a bar with 85, get one there and then bridge the gap to the 95. That's what, so Kim, that, that's what Kim did. And it, it, it was, she ended up getting yeah. like five or six reps into yeah. that second, that second barbell. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And she qualified again, yeah. kind of comfortably in that very difficult yeah. age group, 30, yeah. 35 to 39. Uber competitive. Super competitive. So super stoked. And one of the, the, the commonality between Nicole and Aaron is that they both, when they're in class, they give it their all. Yeah. 
not necessarily they're all in terms of trying to to go balls out mm-hmm. to you know have the fastest movement or fastest performance but most all, all out in terms of quality of movement yeah efficiency and then score mm-hmm. and it's in that order mm-hmm. uh, with those guys and then they do the more so nicole and nicole um, hired alessandra to give her accessory programming mm-hmm. and uh and do and do some extra skill work to get where she is because she made huge gains but it comes back to and this is something that i told the masters on sunday if you're disappointed with your open performance what are you going to do about it yeah what are you going to do to qualify next year and then i told them you can make it just doing class doing prs all day programming in our class you can make it but you when you come to class you've got to be serious about class yeah you can't come and fuck around and 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 not take it serious and just try for the you know trying to win the workout or win the first row or those things you've got to strategize your workouts you got to focus on virtuosity of movement it's most efficient movement possible and then you got to when you're in the metcons you don't bitch that it's oh it's only a five minute workout today i'm not going to get a good workout you give everything you got in that five minute workout those are the ones that put you in the dark place and allow you to to go into that dark place you talk to the coach about the desired stimulation Or you listen to the coach too. Well, that's right. You listen right? to the coach like, about the desired stimulation, and then you and you deliver that, and you'll get results. Yeah, you get amazing results. So, you, and and it comes back to the old formula. It's what we used to say back in the day: do CrossFit and work your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And your weaknesses, if you if you don't have fifty double unders consecutive, comfortably double. If you don't, if you can't like pick up a rope and walk out and confidently know that you're going to get fifty double unders, then you need to be practicing double unders yep. a few times a week yep. until you do. That's not a hard thing no. to practice, too. I mean, you could just you could just take it home and just skip rope That's just right. to get a feel for the weight of the rope. Yes. Build your position, like taking it back to some of the basics and then build from there. The, the handstand push-up workout, which was the second one, 23.2? Yes. That was the last one. Last workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Burpee was the second one. I qualified for the, for the age group qualifiers. I'm relieved. But uh, in that workout... 23.3 i blaze through because i've got the the snatch weight for the masters in my age group what was that like 65 yeah started at 65 went to <sighs> went to 95 right so i'm gonna I'm being a stronger master yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the bigger master I'm, that's gonna be great for me double unders aren't an issue um i've been practicing my wall walks working on my wall walks. double unders are not an issue anymore anymore that's right good point because <laughs> you, you did there was a time you know, i remember you throwing a, a rope across the oh, gym yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've all but, been there but I, but I but i have been practicing wall walks yeah and so my wall walks didn't hold me up good good but I, what i haven't been doing for the last probably three to four months shoulder issues elbow issues mm-hmm. and then just procrastination is not working on handstand push-ups at yeah. all yeah like i just like well i've been working on my wall walks my handstand push-ups will be there yeah you're inverted is good oh yeah you do push-ups, push-ups you do wall walks you're oh, fine yeah. exactly that literally <laughs> that thought went through my head whoops yeah. <laughs> and then i i i so i had literally three and a half almost four minutes to do the oh, wow. 20 kipping handstand push-ups, push-ups in my age group by the way it's kipping i'm embarrassed to say and i got one <laughs> eight attempts one eight attempts eight, i mean eight attempts so what was it was it was it a matter of capacity of pressing it or was it the standard because you were so close to the wall uh it, a, a little of both but mostly the so i was kicking up my shoulders were just smoked, smoked. and then i so i couldn't hold the position against the wall so i yeah. kept coming off the wall yeah i love that standard too, Wait, by the way oh yeah i waited a long time I, th- that really didn't bother me the tape where it was on the wall like i figured like after about the sixth attempt i'm like oh okay this is not that big a deal get that out of your head yeah rest a little longer yeah get really really mad save <laughs> fuck at the top of my lungs <laughs> multiple times and then i got one cause a scene <laughs> get it but but that's no one's fault but mine yeah. it's not the program it's not anything else if yeah. had i practiced two months before yeah a month before I mean, we Had did a lot of handstand and push-ups. I, and, and, and I skipped those days. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happens when you cherry pick. Right. 
And so, but my point being, going all the way back to Nicole and Aaron, they don't like they got after it, and then they train their weaknesses. <laughs> Matt, so I've, I've definitely thrown a few jump ropes. <laughs> okay. I remember vividly just like launching it across the gym one day. It was like in the back room. It was it just was a bad day, and it's just like this is done. <laughs> 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 Fucking ah! I think I broke the rope too. <laughs> It's easy to do and it's easy to get mad and it's, and it's anger at, and when I get angry, it's not anger. At, you're angry at yourself because you hadn't corrected that's the issues. Correct. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I, not that you're mad at anybody yeah. else. It's just, and no. that, that could be hard too. Like if, if you're a newer coach and you're training somebody that's, you know, been around longer and then they see you having a hard time with double unders, it's like, I know what to do. I just, it's not happening. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Don't take it personal. That's where the coach needs to walk away. <laughs> yeah. Just. Just give them space. Just give them space. <laughs> Let them go through the temperature because they're having a learning moment. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, so going back to, uh, what, what can we, what can I do next year? Mm -hmm. And so, so for me for next year, I know that, you know, I don't want any holes in my game. So I'm going to do ex extra work. I'm going to show up on the, and this is something I've tried to make a point of going into the open is go to the days that you don't want to go. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like thrusters. Mm -hmm. I avoid them. But every time we had thrusters, dumbbell thrusters, you made it a point to come. I made it a point to come. It's good. And I would tell other people do the same thing. Come on the days that you don't want to come. Don't don't hide from your weaknesses. And then take a little bit of time at home in the gym after class, especially when you're tired mm -hmm. on some of these skill sets, and practice those skill sets. It's just practice. It's not. Yeah. Don't drill it into your head. Like, cause when we refer to practice, it's like you're practicing under a lower intensity. Yeah. You might be a little fatigued coming off of a workout, but just make sure that you're able to maintain control of the pattern, whether it's a handstand pushup, a barbell movement, a gymnastics movement. Like, it's just, you have to be able to control good movement control patterns so that way it transfers over to good movement. Right. What he's saying basically is don't practice bad habits. Yeah. Don't, yeah. And don't. the other, the other thing, I would tell people is because I see a lot of this in new and CrossFit if other CrossFit affiliate owners see this too. A lot of people think if I'm going to get better, I need to do another Metcon. Yeah. More so is not better. They're, they're, more is not better. We, I talked about this yesterday with CrossFit North Vacaville when we, we, we got to go down and watch a display of, I forget which year it was, but it was the uh, final workout, open workout. And it was down in Santa Cruz. It was Annie Thor's daughter. Uh, Graham Holmberg, Jason Klepa, all the ex champs. Yeah, Sam Briggs. That was in that was in San Francisco. And Rich Froning. Oh, that was that was right. a, that the, was the Keysar. Yeah, that's Keysar. Yeah, that's right. And they had, they made lanes for him, mm -hmm. and it was twenty one fifty. twenty seven, twenty one fifty nine. Thrusters three, down to six and three, I think. The yeah. thrusters and and burpees over bar, bar facing burpees. Bar facing burpees. That was the first time oriented workout or task oriented workout. And remember, they didn't have a time cap. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Oof, yeah, I remember those hour-long so long heats. But anyway, so going back to that workout, watching that workout, which for me was the first real moment in kind of CrossFit competition where I understood the benefits of virtuosity yes. and efficiency. As I watched Kalipa, Graham Holmberg, Sam Briggs, Annie Thorstarter all take off hard and fast. Yep. Super confident, moving moving well themselves. Mm -hmm. But Rich Froning was would, had was literally kind of in the middle or the back of the pack to start. Mm -hmm. And but watching him creep up slowly throughout that workout to finish first in that workout by a pretty good margin as he passed everybody, but his movement patterns never changed. Yeah, as he popped up for the burpee, he didn't even have to every every time he popped up for the burpee, he never had to take a step. He just yeah. jumped up, bump, went over the bar. Turn drop. Super consistent and strategic that way yeah. too. All the way, all the way through the virtuosity movement. Virtuosity, virtuosity just wins the day. Yeah. And so many of our members instead are more focused on wanting and, and a lot of new members, especially, they want that long beatdown workout. They want multiple metcons. Yeah. They want to feel fatigued. They want to feel tired. And I get that. And certainly those things can help with your metabolic conditioning. But if you're doing it with crappy movement, you are not 
you're not doing yourself a service. You're no. really doing it's way more. more work than other people. And then when it comes to the open, what happens at the open? You get judged. Yep. You're having to uphold standards because when you just, like you said, just move like shit. Right. Take it's it. not consistent. Right. Especially when you get tired and then yeah. you can't hit the wall ball target yeah. or you can't get your chin over the bar. or You may not even realize that you're not hitting depth because you're, you're not even thinking not, about that's it. That's the biggest one. Yeah. That's depth. a big one. The other one I saw was the burpee pull-ups when people would, yeah. their chest would hit the ground. Yeah. So they drop to the ground and then just get right back up. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go all the way to the ground. And then you get a no rep on a big, long movement like that. Yeah. That's, that's painful. That's, it is. That's multiple seconds. Yeah. And energy, right? Waste. So energy. next year, so next year, what can people focus on? Um, I would say, like, for next year, and even just in general, for your own, and we've talked about this in the past too. You know, working the full range of motion. Not only is it preparing you for what you're going to see in a, in a competition environment, but you're also working more of a balance of the whole system, right? Like, if you're squatting to just above parallel, you're not really going to be recruiting the same uh, muscles in that backside in your posterior chain. You're going to become very quad dominant. And eventually, your knees are going to start getting hot because you're not utilizing your hamstrings and glutes the same way. Um, pull ups the same way. You know, if you're not pulling, if you're pulling your chin to the bar versus pulling your chin over the bar, you're relying on your bicep to do most of the work and you're not going core through extremity in these patterns. That's actually a problem that I had with that one right there. On, on the burpees? Specifically? No, no, no. On a pull ups. Pull up okay. the chin over the bar. Yeah. Like yeah. I was getting close, but then I was having trouble with chest to bars. Yeah. So when we do chest to bar pull-ups programmed in class, I'm always emphasizing like if you need to scale, don't scale to just a chin over bar. Yes. Scale, use a band, do jumping chest to bar, go through the full range of motion, that full scapular retraction as you go to touch the chest because there's a range of motion that you're missing if you're not doing that. So I do ring rows to, to, yeah. to, to improve upon that. Um, and I think it was you I talked to, but it was ring mm -hmm. rows. And then I use a band for strict pull-ups. Strict, yeah. And worked on pulling my chin all the way over the bar, doing yeah. sets of those. And that's what I would do as accessory work yeah. at, you know, in, in the open gym. And those answers are the, what should I do? They're either you can on Google them online or even better, just ask one of your coaches. Yeah. How do I get better at? That's, I think that's probably one of the more, underutilized aspects you know if you're coming in if you're just coming in for class fit and it's like you you don't have time to do extra like maybe spend some time talking to your coach and maybe see about setting up a private just to kind of what is it that i'm having a problem with why i, I can't do this nicole rogers signed mm -hmm. up did pts with alessandra pacelli yep. and then they got accessory programming from yeah. her and a number of our athletes have done that yeah uh corey hummel yeah i'm sorry yep. carrie carrie hummel. carrie hummel yeah Kerry Hummel and has done that. That guy's making huge improvements. Yeah, we we spent some time together, um, primarily working on his squat. Yeah, because he's got a, a knee, knee thing. He's knee got a, a really big knee issue, and we we transitioned him into a low. He's also got some overhead work. Right. So we transitioned into a low bar squat to work as more of an accessory to build up the posterior chain, so he can get below parallel and use that backside. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, because we're working on that low bar, we also got something out of his shoulders because of the position that it's required. So it, I mean, once again, leverage your coaches. Ask, ask. Again, I'm thinking of athletes that made it. Mark Mooney too. Yeah. Mark Mooney's another one that he, he comes in, he, he does moves well in class, but then if you walk around open gym on some days on the weekends, mm -hmm. especially he'll be in here grinding, mm -hmm. working on, you know, for him, it was, he wanted to get, stronger so he works on it he's worked on his strength yeah. big time and he's gotten much stronger yeah and, and you know the same holds true for yvonne who spends a lot of time doing accessory work yep um and all the mobility stuff so those are the things you have to do. you can get there doing class yeah you can 100 but if you have but your focus needs to be on virtuosity first then intensity yeah and if you have trouble with virtuosity of some of the movements, especially the gymnastics movements, double unders, those things should not be holding you up. No. If you're looking to move it on to quarterfinals, those yeah. things, those things at a minimum, that should be an active recovery. It's just practice. That's right. Like double unders right. should be an active recovery. The strength stuff's harder to get around. Like yeah. you're going to have to come in and. Well, the and strength lift. takes more time to develop. That's too, right. Right? That's right. So, you know, if you are doing CrossFit, especially with, you know, PR's progressive programming, you're going to 
prioritize those primary, secondary, and skill strength because that's all periodized leading into the open. Yeah, it uh, it 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 kind of brings me to my next topic, which is uh, the affiliate CrossFit North Vacaville. Yeah, because the uh, the new owners are there. Um, Sarah Settlemar and her husband Perry and their coach Sarah, their head coach Sarah, Sarah Howard, Howard, are embarking upon a path of of working on um, virtuosity yep. into intensity and 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 helping to educate their community on that process. And that's a very difficult thing if your your community has been in a more is better type mentality. Longer Metcons are better. I need the 20 minute, 30 minute Metcons. I need multiple Metcons. I need to be grinded. It's tough to make that transition. We've had to make that transition with our community. Um, And it's a slow, long education process. And I applaud them for uh, taking the responsibility because it's better for CrossFit. It's really what it is. It's a big responsibility. It's a big responsibility. Taking responsibility for themselves, taking ownership of it, and then delivering it to the customers without worrying about what their customers are going to say about them. Yeah. And, uh, and there, we met with them on Sunday at a, you know, I don't know, I met almost two hours because yeah. you were with them for an hour, hour yeah. and 15. And I was with them for 45 minutes with you guys. Um, so I'm excited to see the results. I'll, I want to yeah. see what their results are with their members. They're gonna they're gonna lose a few members and they're gonna leave. And go, ah, oh, no, I want those long grindy Metcons. And and it, my message to uh, to other affiliates owner or, uh, other owners out there, let those people go. Yeah, they do not benefit your community. You want members that understand the value of virtuosity and proper movement that translates over to life. Yeah. At the end of the day. Very, very few of us are ever going to go to the games, and if, and and at the and there's an even smaller percentage that are going to make anything out of it. Yeah, ideally, the result that we get from this is better quality of life. Mm-hmm. You want to not throw your back out when you go to take a twenty pound turkey out of the oven. You need to move, learn to move better. You want to, you know, pick up your kid that's you know running across the room or about or to head out the front door, and you got to scoop them yeah. up. You want to be able to move quickly, yeah. efficiently, and pick them up confidently. Yeah. There's a lot of applications just in life uh, that that this translates to. And virtuosity of movement is 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 trumps it's key. intensity every every day. Yeah, the intensity will get you through the you know the the freak snowstorm in the on your hiking trip when it'll prepare you for the unknown right right? for the unknown but virtuosity is going to save the day 99 99 of the time yeah so um, my hat's off to crossfit north vacaville and that crew you guys if you're a member there and you're listening to this podcast i will tell you be patient with sarah and sarah and perry those guys are on it and we're going to help them yeah, that's going to be a very, very they're on a good. They're on a good path. now. They're on a very good yeah. path. And it's going to be a very successful affiliate with awesome coaches and yeah. great classes. Um, speaking of affiliates, I wanted to bring another one up that's been kind of going through a rough time. And I don't Sweet. even I don't even know how to really address this issue. And I told her this. So. Uh, uh, Danielle is the owner out there, uh, Daniel Rapkin at CrossFit Golden Gate in San Francisco. And she's in a tough area. She had to move uh, because of landlord issues uh, during the pandemic. Uh, So she negotiated with the landlord essentially to be out of the lease and she moved into a kind of a cool spot. Um, And she's near the mission district, but that's where the big buildings are where she Mm -hmm. can drop weights and make noise. Yeah. But she she had a rough go of the the pandemic. San Francisco is much stricter with access and everything. Yeah, and then on top of it, she had major homelessness issues. Yeah. The homeless were you know camping in her outside on doorsteps. You know the, the litter, the needles, all of that stuff that she had to deal with. And now the new thing that she's dealing with is being attacked by. So she shows up, she's got, you know, it's, it's tough to hire coaches there in San Francisco. A lot of people have left San Francisco. A lot of the, her customers have moved out of San Francisco because of how difficult it is there. Yeah. Um, during, especially during the pandemic. And now she's dealing with uh, vandalism on an, uh, just an epic scale. Like it keeps coming. She paints over it, the, the tagging. Do you have that? She's actually painting over that. Yeah. She's painting over it and then it just gets tagged again and then this this time what's really brutal is they did the windows and and it's like all 
to, you can't paint over your windows to take it off. And she's gone to Twitter to post about it. And there's a lot of sympathy. There's a few gross comments, of course, as there always is. So this is this is a CrossFit Golden Gate. <laughs> yeah, this is Golden Gate, and this is regular. This is a regular. This is not. A, if I can't believe that she's having to pay. Yeah, look at this, this one. Stuff. And and what's what's brutal is they go to her windows and do this stuff, and so she paints over it, and and it's and it's relentless. And she and it happens about one thirty in the morning. She's reported it to the police multiple times. Um, nothing gets done. It's very difficult to stop. These kids come through and they do it. And they've targeted. They've clearly this one here. This is the one that breaks my heart because it's like as, as an owner, you're like, oh. Like you, I couldn't even imagine having to deal with this. Well, the reason why the glass is bad is because you you see it from from the inside. Yeah, yeah. You could be in there grabbing weights and somebody's outside just tagging away. Yeah, and but you're looking at it, having to see it. and to get it off. It's razor blades and it's etched into the glass. It's 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 brutal. Yeah, show that one there of the kids doing it. Oh, is this? Oh, this is a. Yeah, right there. See the picture, the kids. Yeah, that's them doing it at one thirty in the morning. <laughs> Multiple kids. Unreal. Yeah, and so this is San Francisco, and this is an affiliate owner. Um, and I would say if you if you um, if you if anybody here has a solution for how you deal with this, I think there's paint. There's there's on the paint, she can put a kind of an anti-tagging sealant on there so that it's easy to wash off. It comes off like easier. a dry erase kind of yeah, wipe yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's it's like a clear coat, like a clear coat that you can put on there that okay. the paint doesn't stick to as well, so okay. that you can use uh, you know a, a pressure washer and it'll come right off. But again, that's added like I it's added work. I mean, it's like you come in and turn on the lights and you got to go out and right. spray wash. Like right, so you got you got to spend an extra hour at some point in your day to to. <sighs> to clean the surface of to do business in san francisco and it's brutal and if you read through her her uh her twitter you can follow her on twitter at dara rabkin it's d-e-r-a-b-i-k-n dara rabkin b-k-i-n b-k-n oh yeah that's oh, what yeah. that's that's where i couldn't yeah, find her okay <clears throat> um follow her and you can see the story and, and you can and reach out to her and if you've got if anybody all i'm asking for from this podcast Anybody has a solution to that? You know, multiple people said, "Hey, put a mural." Well, a mural's like a minimum ten thousand dollars, minimum. Yeah, and then you're gonna have somebody paint over well, the mural. They'll, they'll deface the mural. Yeah, like the, the mural is not a. That's not a good solution. It, it, it's it's a it's amazing to me in the comments that 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 that's what people think. Oh, just do a cool street street graffiti um, logo, and and there, there's multiple levels of wrongness with that. Yeah. Right? First of all. That comment says, hey, the taggers and graffiti artists get to determine what we put on our walls yeah. of our city. Yeah. So give them what they want. Give them a graffiti. And I'm not saying anything about graffiti art. I've had graffiti art here. Oh, it's it's awesome. amazing in the right place. Yeah. But it may not be something that you want on the outside of your business. Yeah. It's, it's not up to the graffiti artists to determine and what we all have to look at every day. Maybe there's a lot of people that don't want to look at graffiti art. And let's be real. This in my opinion, well, that's, it's not fucking art, right? <laughs> that's and, that's just and, straight, and they'll ruin it. That's straight tagging. Right. That's not even art. And, like and, the, and the second thing is just like you, like give in to the to the taggers. It's like, no, that's just it. it I, I, I guess I don't. I don't even. It's frustrating. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine having to deal with that. No, as a at Diablo, if it happened here at Diablo, I don't. I would I'd take it so personal because yeah. this is just. This place is so important to me. We do so many good things here and we help so many people in a lot of ways. And um, and we give back to the community often. Mm -hmm. And and so does Danielle. Yeah. And and we're trying to do the right thing and do a good thing for people and be a resource for health and fitness and mental health. And you get attacked like this. It's it's hard to not take a person. It's hard like when Danielle says, Yeah, it's hard for me to come in, like I Breaks my heart because of me too. Like I'd look at that, like I would. I don't know what to tell you. I, the first time I haven't been able to really give an affiliate owner kind of like, hey, here's what you do. You know, I don't know. This is a crazy. I mean, this is just a crazy dumb idea. But like, what about like leaving a sign up to the taggers and be like, hey, hey listen, right? Text me or leave a message here and let's let's work out something. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I, I couldn't even imagine how to deal with that. Someone did post that. 
and oh, yeah. people pay someone to do a nice mural because technically it's respect and the taggers will leave it alone. It's worked pretty well in Chinatown. And I get that. That's interesting. But it's not a, it's a, that's an added expense to a business. Well, well it's in a, it is right. So that's 10, $15,000 yeah. and, 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 and it's worked well. So we're having to accommodate yeah. uh, like that concept. While I look again, I love graffiti art. And yeah. I think it's cool. But all what you're saying is like, that's that's like i don't know it's like we're 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 changing our business and our environment to accommodate the people that are breaking the fucking law yeah that and are disrespecting that, your business well, th that are violating else that, that are violating our rights so so yeah. we're we're trying to accommodate people that are violating our rights yeah that's that's a it's it's akin to and this one's probably going to be the part of my podcast that's going to get cut and reproduced but it's akin to saying hey if you don't want to get harassed as a woman don't dress don't dress in sexy clothes it's a really good point wear something it's very similar wear yeah. something that's you know so that, that's not so sexy and yeah. and then you won't get those types of comments yeah it's it's almost exactly the same thing mm -hmm. and i get it yeah but murals are awesome i mean we've had it may be what she has to do by the way at the end of the day but still yeah that's it, it breaks my heart and if you have so if you reach out to danielle at the crossfit golden gate and and uh either give her your support thumbs up or yeah may have to depending upon what her solution is, she's got the replacing the windows is like she said five grand like to replace the windows so apparently they, they use some it, stuff whether well, not the landlord no not the landlord Landlords. Yeah. there's they etch into the glass too by the way oh, man. they do etching in the glass like a um they must use something to etch the glass they, they might so oh, that's what it's it called it's post. like a chemical etch like yeah. if you put a chemical etch up on there it, like yeah. it dissolves into the glass yeah that's they're what, actually doing a chemical said. etch yeah well she yeah, she said they etched into the glass fuck it's yeah. like it's like equivalent to like a sandblast, right? Yeah. That's just that sucks. There's a solution somehow, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, um, last thing I wanted to talk about was was really cool because it was a cool podcast. It was uh, uh, you know I've been a Huberman fanboy for the last six months as his content has just been so on point with Sky with everything really, we're doing really good stuff. it's I mean, really good stuff his series with annie galpin and i can't way stop back in the last six months <laughs> so i apologize in advance i'm a fanboy and uh he his last one that i'm listening to was what on how much water you should drink and when the bonus content in that episode if you get to that episode is he talks about cold immersion yeah in a new study that's come out, because there's been some debate as to whether or not it's bro science or whether there's some mm -hmm. actual mm -hmm. some actual benefits, but the, but a good study that came out of, uh, um, let's say Sweden, but it's not. I think it was a Nordic country, but anyway, it demonstrated that 11 minutes, 11 minutes combined a week, a week, either cold shower or cold immersion, and the cold immersion they did at like. 40 degrees like 38 39 degrees neck cold, high. cold showers i did at 50 yeah neck high neck high yeah and it showed um significant benefits in terms of dopamine serotonin response so mood altering um letting yourself not taking a hot shower after by the way letting yourself warm up naturally. that was important naturally yeah, yeah that, so makes sense. Enough, that makes sense. like so what you're saying is don't go from the cold the cold water and jump into, into the, the hot, sauna hot sauna yeah. which i've been doing and <laughs> i know I, there's yeah. a lot of other people that have been doing it too oh, yeah so you, you did the best effects of the cold the cold plunge is is letting yourself warm up naturally yeah and then the other thing was in terms of fat loss it showed the production of brown fat which is mm -hmm. uh brown fat is one of the indicators of of you know fat burning or fat mm -hmm. burning cells essentially and so that was cool too it's uh it's pretty interesting. So I would look at, I would listen to Huberman podcast for the cold immersion stuff, but he has a whole episode dedicated to that, which I haven't heard. Yeah. Yet. I, I started it. I haven't gone all the yeah. way through it. So coming back to the water though, he talks about how much water to consume. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he talked about, he talks about one, how much in a day you need to consume. And that's usually about a, an ounce of water per pound of body weight. Mm -hmm. But if you're active, he talked about this cool thing called the, the Galpin index. Cause it's Andy Galpin who mm -hmm. did the test who's run the run the test with his uh athletes down there at uh cal state fullerton i think it is um or no uh i think it's cal, cal poly but anyway uh it's called a galpin index and it is if you exercise or during exercise how much water do you need to consume 
in in the and what they for for optimal performance it should be take your body weight divided by 30 and that's the number of ounces that you should consume every 15 minutes during training while training sipping gulping however you want to do it you know afterwards but he, i think he indicated kind of during training so every 15 minutes okay and that was fascinating so that would for me if i'm 210 divided by three that's about uh, 35 um 35 ounces every 15 minutes wait a minute. no no so so hang no i'm sorry hang on a second <laughs> That's three okay. point three point five ounces. It's a little more feasible. <laughs> yeah. Divided by thirty. Two ten divided by thirty. Yeah. Thirty. You have to drink a thirty-two shit. ounce thing every fifteen I minutes. Stop. I got to stop and go pee <laughs> in the middle of my metcon. It's three point five ounces for right every fifteen yeah. minutes. So divide. You know, I multiply that times four for an hour, yeah. and it's basically twelve ounces. Yeah. That makes that's completely feasible. They have completely feasible, and it is something that. I'm working on too is more water consumption, mm -hmm. but but you can overhydrate too, and yeah. that's what I'd say be be careful um, with hyponatremia, which has actually killed people. Yeah, and, but but for me, three ounces, three and a half ounces every 15 minutes is completely reasonable. It seems seems very smart. Yeah, and even starting your day off with water. Yeah, right? first. Well, thing. that's that's what he's. It's yeah. interesting because that's what yeah. he talks about in the podcast. Yeah. What was it like the first 10 yeah. hours of your day or something? Yeah. At least yeah. get, he wants you to get, yeah, the, at least 12 ounces. My thing there. is I've got like a 16 ounce cup that I'll just fill up and just slam first thing in the morning before I even have coffee. Yeah. It just gets, just gets the body started. He said coffee doesn't count. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's a diuretic. No, right? no, it's, no, it's, it's not a diuretic. No, it's not a diuretic. That was interesting. He debunked, <sighs> he debunked that myth. Coffee is not a diuretic. It is a stimulant. Okay. But it does not. Doesn't, it doesn't go the opposite direction of hydration. No, it no, it doesn't. It doesn't dehydrate your body. It doesn't okay. cause you to. Okay. Yeah, it's a stimulant which may you know stimulate activity in your body, but got it, it, got but it. it is not a diuretic. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting because that's a common misconception. Yeah. But anyway, um, I would say listen to that podcast. It's the Human Podcast on H two O. Really good. And divide your body weight by thirty, and that's how many ounces every fifteen minutes during workouts galpin index something new i can geek out on all it's right always something right um anything else no just looking forward to this weekend yeah the indies going on the quarterfinals yeah, so we'll report back on monday how that experience was for us hope it's a great experience for you guys congratulations again to our 26 athletes yeah. that moved on to the next level and especially nicole and aaron who we forgot to mention on friday yeah mad props yeah well done cool thanks guys till next time <laughs>